1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I tell you what, I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: Pam Akers started in 30% of leagues. Hope he was in your lineup. Or on your opponent's bench, one of those two. Welcome everybody to the Friday edition of Fantasy Football Today. The playoffs have begun. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Isenberg. Uh guys, did you make any right or wrong decisions about
2: Cam Akers? I, had I didn't really uh start and start set, so
1: that was good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, I had him a start as well. And uh I had him in our Dynasty League where we start we, we start so many players in the Dynasty League, it's hard to make a bad decision about Anything, anyone that's not a fringe player, so Akers was in my lineup.
2: Well, he wasn't I in mine. I played against Chris Towers in, um, in a playoff matchup, and he had him on his bench. Mm-hmm. That was good. I was... Uh, I... I I I was as happy as uh, Vince, <laughs> Vince take taking me to see a waterfall one day. It was it was, it was so much fun.
0: Yeah, I, I sat him in one <laughs> league, but he was also uh, a waterfall. That's great, by the way. Yeah, that's a new one. Yeah, that was a good twist. Uh, he's also on my opponent's <laughs> bench in one league, so I guess
1: one for who, two. Jamie, do you know who Chris started over can-makers?
2: Uh I, I I I can go go check, but it was probably not somebody who's as good as Cammaker at football. So it was uh, it, it was probably the devil. Yeah, Acres. Mama said
0: Acres uh, had a hundred, well, 170 rushing yards. What was the final here? Sorry, 171 on 29 carries, two catches for 23 yards. So we're gonna talk about this game.
2: We're gonna give you, by the, the way, the news before and you notes. Continue. Yeah. I'm staring at a league right now that has a Snickers ad. Uh-huh. It's our magazine league. I don't think I'm playing Dave, but the ad said, "Scared of Dave Richard? Maybe you just need a Snickers." <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the normal ad ad on the site. Oh, yeah. I, I played Dave last week. That's probably what it is. Ah, okay.
0: Um, yeah, so we got we got seven NFC home games to talk about. There are actually eight NFC home games. Well, nine if you can count last night. One of them we previewed yesterday. That was uh, Chicago hosting Houston. The other seven we get to today. Games like Minnesota and Tampa Bay. How are we going to look at Antonio Brown if Mike Evans is out? What's up with Mike Davis? We'll look at that Denver Carolina game. Really interesting game there. The way those teams are playing against running backs where they're, they're playing against wide receivers, setting up some very difficult decisions. We have Russell Wilson. We have Kyler Murray to talk about on the Slate today, uh, but in terms of the Rams and the Patriots, yeah, Acres is the big storyline. Uh, I'll just ask this: like, are you ever starting any <laughs> any Patriots with any confidence? They're at Miami next week. You know, I think Damian Harris would probably be the best bet. He's good; they just need a better game script. But yeah, like Jamie, Patriots are the, are they going to be basically sits? for the most yeah part. Uh,
2: bill belichick saying he's sticking with cam so that's interesting given the fact how bad he's performed the last three weeks as a quarterback he's been good as a runner but you know he just hasn't thrown the ball very well um or at least he was you know prior to week 14 week 13 he ran the ball well. um i think you gotta well harris left the game uh with with an injury so we'll see what his status is uh James White typically plays well against the Dolphins. So if there is no Harris, you know, maybe you can look at James White with no Rex Burka there There is somebody to consider. And Sonny Michelle as well. Both have South Florida ties. Um, but yeah, uh, maybe when Edelman comes back, if, if he's able to return, you, you might use him as a third receiver in three receiver leagues. But that's probably the extent of it. I can't see Jacoby Myers playing well at this point anymore that you can trust him in the playoffs. Uh, Demir Bird, no. Um, you know, they, they don't have any tight ends. It's just it's just a, a bad offense.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the Rams then. Much more interesting. And this was, you know, as soon as they got the pick six, I was just like, oh, this sucks for Woods and Cup. <laughs> you know, just the game script was so bad. And um, Jared Goff ended up throwing 25 times for 137 yards and a touchdown with a rushing touchdown as well. It was just a bad day for fantasy because Akers was only started in 30% of leagues and Woods and Cup, but Cup was okay because he got the touchdown. Woods was bad if he had caught... About a twenty-five yard pass later, late in the game, it would have saved yeah. his Bacon a little bit, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The so, interception
2: was also on him, right? The interception. Uh, yeah, no, I don't no. think the it pass was, was thrown very well. No, no, it was a bad throw. But I'm saying, like the ball, the ball hit him in the hands, and oh. you know, he, it looked yeah. like
1: he caught it and right, right.
2: gave it to the. I'm not blaming him. I'm Rams not blaming. Him. I'm saying, like the it, it, it was another catch up. that he could have had. Right. Yeah. I, I would have liked that. When I meant the interception was on him, yeah. I meant the guy was. It was Woods.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you talk about Acres, right? I mean, as fantasy analysts, what are you feeling right now? Where did you have him ranked, and and he goes off for almost two hundred total yards? You know, how how are you, how are you feeling right now about this?
2: You got to feel good. I mean, this is you know uh, a player who could help you in the stretch run. You know, I I, I think I, I'm going to continue to give credit to, to Jordan Rodriguez. We we had her on Fantasy Football today on HQ in August. And she told us he's probably not going to do very much early in the season. By the middle to the end of the season, he'll be their guy. And you've seen the, the four week evolution of it, you know, where it was the receiving touchdown, then the 61 yard run for the score or 61 yard run. And then he finishes off the drive with a score. Then the 21 carries last week where, you know, you could say Henderson got banged up. That was part of it, whatever he, he took over the backfield last week. And then there's the dominant performance last night where he had nearly hundred yards rushing at the half. I mean, it was just a complete, Complete. I, but, but
0: what I meant was, do you wish you had been higher on him? Because I, I mean, no, I, I, I said there, there was I,
2: still the uncertainty of Sean McVay still giving Henderson the start and still using Malcolm Brown enough. So, I mean, he was he wasn't uh, uh, somebody you could say, which, which is reflective partly by the start percentage, partly by the amount of teams that are still playing. I think if this was a full slate of fantasy managers playing, he's probably higher than 34%. He's probably closer to 60. Um, but, you still had to take some level of trepidation. You know, I had a, a, a friend, a former colleague of ours ask, should he start Mike Davis or Cam Akers? And to me, that was a no brainer to start Mike Davis because of Christian McCaffrey being out. So, you know, there, there were probably some tough decisions along the way, but this, this is it, it, it's for me, it's two things. One, it's great to see this, you know, uh, kick into the stretch run and, and the guy could help you maybe win a fantasy championship. And two, just another, awesome performance from just this rookie class, which is going to be so much fun to watch moving forward and ranking them next year for 2021 to see how they're going to get drafted.
0: How about you, Dave? Uh, How did you feel about it? And I I don't even, I mean, it's such an easy question, but we're just going to start him going forward, right?
1: You have to. And I think it's been made, I think it was made clear before this game that Cam Akers was going to be the preferred option. I didn't necessarily know that he was going to be 29 carries plus a couple of catches and I think that's just an indication of the hot start that he had and Sean McVay willing to just keep leaning on him and leaning on him. I think this is also a testament to the Rams offensive line. They've been playing well when we thought that they were going to take a turn south with Andrew Whitworth going on the shelf. So this is It's a running back that we talked about picking up and putting on your bench a couple of weeks ago. And if you watched the film of the second half of the Rams game two weeks ago, you saw that Cam Akers was starting to break out and look like the kid from Florida State. We talked about it on the podcast. That's happening. And it's great. And uh, now it's on to the next one. Let's find another player that we can stash and, and use successfully in weeks 15 and 16.
0: Does that player exist?
1: I sure it there's somebody out there who will do it it's up to us to try and find who it is I mean well, it could be McKissick in PPR yeah. it,
0: it really um you, you just the rookie running backs have taken a long time other than James Robinson to get the work of we've course. been hoping for but it seems like there's a possibility I mean <laughs> hopefully DeAndre Swift I, that one you'd have to really I like,
1: would love to see him play but I'm nervous that even if he does play He's going to go back to being limited.
0: I know. In yeah.
1: his first game back. So it's hard to feel confident in starting Swift, even if he is active. And I'm you know, hoping you hope JK Dobbins that, is that guy.
0: Right. Yeah. Do, do, so you could see, maybe not this week, but you could see in weeks 15 and 16, <laughs> better late than never, James Robinson plus Akers, Swift, Dobbins, Taylor. They all might be awesome, you know? And it just took a long time this year. Yeah. Right, the one who's kind of gone
2: in reverse. Is Edwards Hilaire just because of the yeah. addition of Le'Veon Bell. Ironic. Then, uh, oh, it's a lot more than just that. Well, I mean, his numbers prior to Leon Bell were pretty good. They uh, were pretty mean, good, but
1: benching. they had Bell and then they give Daryl Williams work, and then they're like, Well, wait a minute, we've got Patrick. Well, yeah, but the handing off prior to Bell, yeah. he was he was having a very good season. And so
2: I think uh-huh. the, the scary part for him to close the year is more the schedule, not so much Bell. Because after what Bell did against um would they just play? Denver, it's it's it's, it's
0: not Denver. it's not Bell as I outlined. It's a coincidence that once Bell came over, they just stopped handing the ball off. As they like, they just threw it. They throw and throw and throw and throw. There's just not enough carries for Clyde Edwards either. There have not been anyway.
1: There haven't been enough snaps for him because they've been using Levy for some dumb reason and Daryl Williams in third down situations. Yeah. Well. All right. Anyway, which is still a role that Cam Akers hasn't completely taken from Malcolm Brown. By the way. Mm-hmm. That third down roll. All
0: right, last question. Are you going to go back to Woods and Cup next week against the Jets? Yes. <laughs> well, it could be <laughs> a blowout on, again. Hold on, I'm going to have to do some research it, on this it, it's, one. Look, it could be, could be a blowout again, right? It could be another low pass volume game.
2: That's all.
1: That's okay. You, you
2: can't bench those guys. I mean... It, it, it. I
0: okay. understand you can't bench them. I agree, but I'm just going to say this. Robert Woods has six games this year with fewer than 40 receiving yards. Cooper Cup has six games with fifty or fewer receiving yards, and I agree you cannot bench them. But it's just it has been a little frustrating. Somebody asked us. We'll just close with this real quick. Somebody sent an email. I meant to read it on Wednesday's show. Didn't have time. Which team do you find most? I think the word was exasperating that he used. And
1: to me, it's it's it has been the Rams this year. They've been tough. Yeah, they've been tough because right when you think you figure them out, something happens. They're just they're very game script dependent. You don't know how the game's going to go until you're in the second quarter and Cam Akers has 100-something yards. Okay. Where's the game, in New York or Los Angeles? It's in L.A., so maybe that's a strike against them. No, Adam at and home. I, were at, we've been trying to crack the code, so to speak, on There's Jared no Goff all year. <laughs> There's no code. He's bad at home. Yeah.
0: He's not bad He's at the home. Do it's you the, remember... It's... Okay, but this is ridiculous, because you remember the Super Bowl year? He was incredible at home, so right. I just don't New buy stadium. it. Yeah, just <laughs> Stadium. I don't I just... He's not that good. Like you see all those crappy passes he made yes. yesterday? Yes. That's the thing with him. He's just not that good. So he just he, that's why he's not reliable. All right. That was the game. And uh I hope you, I hope your fantasy playoffs got off to a good start. If not, you got plenty of time to make it up. There's no way you're like buried. You know, you're not buried no matter what. All
1: right, watch. Oh, HQ. somebody I know went up against Cam Akers and the Rams defense. He's buried. Oh,
0: that's tough. Rams defense yeah.
1: is good. Yeah,
0: uh, not buried. You're OK. Watch HQ. If you missed the noon show, you can watch it on demand on the CBS Sports app and OTT devices. Go to the CBS Sports app on your smart TV. Scroll down until you see the familiar faces of fantasy football today. And, you know, Sunday's a big day. So we've got FFT and five dropping at about 830 a.m. Eastern HQ from 10 to one Twitch at noon Eastern. That's twitch.com slash FF today. We'll see you there. Stat of the week. Dave, have you seen this in the notes? Yes. Oh, all right. So then I'll ask Jamie. Jamie, do you know who the... Can you name the top four? It's really a question of the week. Who are the top four tight ends in fantasy?
2: Uh, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson, Mm -hmm. and who's four? Gronk? Nope.
1: Would you like another guess? You want me to just tell you? No, I'll do another guess. Eric Ebron. Let's play name that player. <laughs> because the host of Name That Player never gets to play name that player. Do you have this, any clues? Okay. This, yes, I do have some clues. This player went to Indiana State. Oh, uh Robert Tonyan. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Robert Tony is the number
1: four tight end in fantasy. Former quarterback.
2: We use this guy twice with clues. I know a lot about Robert Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, he's tied for first in touchdowns. So if you're thinking about starting or sitting Robert Tunyon, just keep in mind he's he is fourth.
1: The, he's fourth. What? He's fourth because fourth. of all the touchdowns he mm-hmm. scored. Yeah. He's a Taurus. He's a Taurus. Okay. He's a Taurus. I don't know. I'm just making it up.
0: <laughs> um, Detroit's allowed head. at
1: least nine PPR points to a tight end in five of the past seven games. They they stink at everything on defense.
0: Is Tunyon a must start?
2: Yeah. He'd just like to see a few more targets. It's just, you know, he, he kind of gets capped at five. Um, but the touchdown streak is nice, and, you know, hopefully he continues to play well. This is kind of when he broke out was the game that Devontae Adams got hurt. So it was his first touchdown on the season, I believe, when they played the Lions the first time.
0: Yeah, he had a touchdown there. On a lighter note.
2: <laughs> well done. <laughs> we've
0: been talking about Christmas movies a lot. I did a Twitter poll. If, if you could only watch one of these Christmas movies, who's what's it going to be? Die Hard, Not an Option. Christmas Vacation. Aww. Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Elf, or A Christmas Story? What would you guys pick?
2: Uh, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone.
0: Those are the two front-runners. Elf was a close third with Christmas Vacation. 34% of the vote gets the win. I heard something
2: on the radio that uh, Will Ferrell apparently turned down a huge amount of money to do Elf 2. Really? Yeah.
0: Good. They shouldn't make a sequel. It would not be good. All right, news and notes. Christian McCaffrey unlikely to play. So you guys have Mike Davis in your top... I think Dave, Jamie and Heath have him like top 10. Dave, more like yeah. 13-ish, something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, I'm not putting him in the top 12.
0: He's interesting. Just can't do it. Yeah. All right, well, we are going to preview that game, but let's talk about Mike Davis. So, Jamie, why so confident?
2: Well, I mean, they're down right now, two wide receivers, and, you know, they're facing the run defense has been good, not great. I think you'll see him continue to get the work because he has gotten the work every time McCaffrey's been out, so... You know, for a guy's got twenty touch potential uh, in a matchup where I think their team can be competitive and certainly win, and may have to lean on him more in the passing game. I think it's a great setup for Mike Davis.
1: In his last seven games, he's got one with double-digit non-PPR points. One.
0: Yeah, I know. The thing is, he he had a, a lot of tough matchups in there. Brutal. But he also his last two were against Detroit and Minnesota, and he did score against Detroit, but he just has not been that good. I think it's like 3.55 yards per carry in his last 7 games. Uh, one of those games McCaffrey played, but uh yeah. you know, it's is he just just like a bad player or, or I don't want to call him a bad player. I
1: think but. he's I think he's not at 100%. He got hurt a little while back and might be playing through something. And I, I'm I'm not sure if it jibes with his snap share from game to game. I can check that real quick.
0: Well, but I hope I the want, bye week helps.
1: I, I remember him losing some playing time to like Trenton Cannon over the past few games. He lost playing see. time
0: to Curtis Samuel too. But he
1: played. He played fifty-seven percent of the snaps against Minnesota. He was in there for seventy-three against Detroit. That's the game that he scored in. Fifty-two uh-huh. percent the week before that. Thirty-one percent the week before that. That was the Kansas City game. Yep, and I, I, I just, I, I feel like he's not quite at a hundred percent and he's he was never really like as as a talent mike davis was never a very good talent and he, he just i think he kind of ran out a little bit here down the stretch so i don't want to overrate him i know it's it's a pretty decent setup for him against denver and i feel like if if, if you start him and you're hoping for 10 non-ppr 15 ppr he's got a score i think he's a number 2 runner. Still back.
2: talking about a guy that's got coming off a bye, fresh legs. Great opportunity, man. I hope that helps. That would help him. If the, he's the, healthy the stretch of, of games of that he went through. I mean, since week seven and he did, a, he scored against Chicago. He didn't run very well. It was at new Orleans. And this is when the Falcons run defense was better. He got Atlanta and we didn't realize Atlanta was good, right? Then McCaffrey plays, then Tampa Bay, then Detroit, where he scored. And then Minnesota. So if you want to say the Minnesota game was bad, I'll give you that. The rest I'm not going to say. <laughs> That's murderers row right now. Yeah,
0: no, that that did factor in, and, and the fact that Moore is out and right now Samuel is is not right back yet. But if Samuel I feel like comes I'm too low, if Samuel comes, back,
1: and I feel like I'm too high.
0: If Samuel comes back, Jamie, how are you, is that going to change your ranking of Mike Davis?
2: Uh, no, probably not. But if both guys play that well, all right. I can't imagine they can use Samuel as a running back if DJ Moore is not there. How are they going to justify that?
1: Do you, you're probably going to like this stat then, Jamie. Denver's allowed seven rushing touchdowns to a running back in their last five. And if you include what Taysom Hill did, that's nine touchdowns in their last five. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great setup for him. Okay, he, He's got a decent chance to score. I'm, I'm not going to move him down. I've got him just outside the top 12.
0: Okay, uh, Taysom Hill is going to start this week. Pittsburgh's got another defender that's out. I th- I think he's going to be out, right? Vince Williams. I th- he's on the he reserve. Positive
2: for COVID, right? Oh, he's
0: positive? Okay, I thought
2: he was a close oh, call. I'm sorry, he's placed on the reserve COVID list. I, I shouldn't say it.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to make it back in time because it's five days. So that's another linebacker out for um, for Pittsburgh. So uh, is that more of a benefit I'm- for Devin Singletary or for Josh Allen?
2: It's obviously hey,
1: Yeah. For Josh Allen. And it's bad for the Steelers defense. This is a DST that people rode into the fantasy playoffs and they are just ripe for a butt kicking. Are they a top 10 DST? I've got them that way right now. If Joe Hayden doesn't play, I think I'm going to have to shift it. That's just too many defensive starters. Not on the I'll, field. For I'll them. still
2: keep them as a starting option, but you can consider, you know, some of the streamers that we talked about giants,
1: Washington. Yep. Cowboys. I'm ahead of them. No, nah, I can't do the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> okay, can't uh, do
1: it can't do it
0: aj brown mispractice are we concerned
2: about this if he missed practice today absolutely
1: yeah okay
2: that's a problem julio jones mispractice are we concerned about this i believe it was just a maintenance day so just keep an eye on friday's practice report mike evans mispractice are we concerned about this It's two days in a row so you know something you want to keep an eye on but he met with the media yesterday usually that's always a good sign for a player to be out there so um again check Friday's practice report good news was Chris Godwin practiced in full
1: so I'm sure Evans will practice on Friday he'll be questionable and he'll be active for the game okay. and it kicks off at one o'clock so we'll know Josh Jacobs was limited
0: what are you, are that's you, a good
1: sign yeah training in the right direction real good sign yeah there I think it, there was a B reporter who thought that he was likely to play
2: uh, yeah are you going to trust him though Depends on what you need. I mean, if you you know, I, I have one playoff matchup where I, my second running back was essentially the Raider starter. So I am I'm, I'm gonna start him over <laughs> Devontae Booker. Um just depends on you know what your what your roster looks like.
0: Okay. So we already previewed that game yesterday. So if Josh Jacobs plays, would you start Mike Davis
1: over him? Easy. I think so.
0: Would you start Gallman or Drake in that game over
1: him? If Drake plays? I'd start him over Drake. Uh I'd start, over I'd start Drake. both those guys over him.
2: Because he's, he's going to be hobbled, and he's facing a really good defense. So he's going to be a back-end number two running back at best room. Jacobs, okay.
0: Uh, Debo Samuel was limited. Frank Gore is expected to play. Do you think Frank Gore gets his typical workload? Because it's been three good games in a row for the Jets' lead running back. Do you think Frank Gore gets you know the 15-plus carries, or is there a split with Ty Johnson?
2: Did they fire Adam Gase yet? They did not. Then <laughs> probably 15-plus carries.
0: Okay. Jamison Crowder was I- limited. Did, did you know that the Seahawks have not given up a touchdown to a wide receiver in four straight games? Yeah. Only yep. one wide receiver has more than like 60 yards and yet they still give up the most fantasy points overall to wide receivers. That's how bad they were. The Some of it though been, is who they played. Yeah,
2: totally. Um, but they're also playing the Jets this week, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and gonna th- the thing about it, it is going down. As of right now, every wide receiver of note for the Jets is hurt or missing. What's wrong with Perryman? He's got a shoulder injury that is limited in practice. Okay, but he's been dealing with that the whole season. Right, I'm right. Just pointing out.
0: Uh, Willie Sneed is off the reserve COVID list. Daniel Jones was limited. Looks like he's going to play. Miles Sanders says he's looking forward to the read option offense, and that should be fun. He I had... think he's just
1: looking forward to any offensive touches he can get at this point. I, I wish
2: they were playing anybody else. I really. I know. know because yep. you
1: know it's
2: not going to be a fair evaluation of Jalen Hurts, and it's certainly going to still be a bad situation for the Eagles' offense. So, you know, take that into account. I hope things are better for Miles Sanders. Like, I'm forced to start him in one league. I wish I didn't have to start him, but it's a deep dynasty league, so I'm stuck. But it's not going to be a pretty game for Miles Sanders, at least based on what the Saints have done all season. Okay,
0: and are there any other injuries? Uh, Well, Kenyon Drake was limited. DeAndre Hopkins missed practice. But I think as of now, we're expecting them to play.
1: Didn't he miss practice on Wednesday with not injury related and then on thursday he mispracticed because of he always plays
2: he went a whole week earlier this season without practicing and he still plays so i went i don't have him as the number one receiver um zeke is still dealing with the calf injury something you want to keep an eye on both seattle running backs still banged up hopefully james robinson's fine he's dealing with a knee injury um i'm just looking at notes for hq if you got a second yeah yeah Uh, go ahead Brandon Cooks is still dealing with a foot and a neck injury. Something to keep an eye on. He left the game with a neck injury. So just something you want to keep an eye on there. Uh, You still got T. Higgins with the calf injury. uh, Excuse me, the hamstring injury. Something you want to keep an eye on with him. And then... um, uh, hey, Just give us the the
1: list of players who are healthy.
2: It's shorter. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, both Vikings tight ends are banged up.
1: Right. Rudolph
2: hasn't practiced yet, has he? No, it looks like he's probably going to be out. And Irv Smith may return, but another reason to knock Kirk Cousins.
0: Okay, uh, right. We got. Uh, we're gonna do a little beat the waiver wire, the startometer meter, get into the games. Let me just ask you two quick questions. I'm giving you about a minute on this because we'll get more in depth on it later.
2: Uh, just real quick, um, uh, Adam Kaplan, who's covered the NFL for years, uh, works for Sirius uh, Radio. He just tweeted. Um, that he was told A.J. Brown is expected to play. They're just being smart with him. So hopefully that's the case. Just tweeted it 10 seconds. Yeah, good,
0: because we need a little start of the week magic here, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Where are we on the elite quarterbacks this week? Wilson, Watson, Kyler, Herbert, Josh Allen. Let's take them. They're not all of the elite quarterbacks, but the ones who have been maybe a a little questionable lately. Uh, Wilson, Watson, Murray, Herbert, Josh Allen. How are we feeling about them this week?
1: The only one that I'm nervous about is Kyler because he just hasn't been himself in his last three games. He got hurt early in the game against Seattle. It was a shoulder injury. He's not running as much. His efficiency is down. His numbers have been down. And I think the Giants defense is actually pretty darn good after all. So I'm going to try and find another quarterback to start ahead of Kyler so long as that quarterback has proven this year that he's capable of being good and fancy guys like I, you're not going to find Justin Herbert on your waiver wire or actually anybody like Kirk Cousins or Taysom Hill, but maybe they're on your bench. I would go with those guys. I would go Tannehill over Kyler Murray this week. He's outside of my top 12.
2: Yeah, he's, he's 12 for me. The only one of the guys they mentioned, I'm still starting Kyler over Kirk Cousins cause cousins is on the road is a disaster. So um, I would look like, I'm not gonna start Philip Rivers over him or Trubisky over him. You know, guys that we have talked about as, as waiver options, and the thing that's nice about Kyler Murray is he hasn't played well since the shoulder injury. He's only had one game under twenty-one fantasy points. So take that into account. That this is the sign of good to great players is that when things are still going rotten for them, they find a way to be productive. And so you'd like to see him run a little bit more. I I, I said this going into last week, and I was surprised it didn't happen. That I I, I think you got to give him some more design runs. He's he's. You see these quarterbacks that they oh. try to go through. I don't know if it's part of the shoulder or if it's part of just the growth process, I'm going to prove to you I can play in the pocket. And it feels like that's what he's trying to do. And it's not his game. Like, don't, don't force yourself into it. Like, you saw it with Lamar Jackson. Like, he was trying to prove that he could play in the pocket this season a little bit more. And then what happened, things have started going, going bad for him. And you see a little bit more design runs against Dallas last week. So be smart with how they use Kyler Murray. Do some creative things. Get him outside. Let him run. Let him be creative. Let him do what he typically does, which is why he was an MVP candidate earlier this season. He just hasn't been that guy. And the thing that also looked the best for them last week was finally that drive where he was just peppering DeAndre Hopkins with targets. Just do that more. I mean, that'll, that'll, that's a pretty good formula for success.
1: I think the reason why we're not going to see design runs is because he's hurt. I just think that the whole offense has kind of changed because they're worried about him further. I mean, that's, that's that's on, the, if the, if what I'm working more, on. You gotta, yeah, you I know. I in. know. But he's an the, NFL player. It's week 14. How if, else do you explain hurt, the lack of something. carries?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is a little coincidental. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know if he's hurt, but he's not playing very well, and he's not running, and it's weird. And but he's not
1: throwing downfield as much either, Yeah, which All was right. a problem earlier this year.
0: Um, and then are there any studs that you're sitting this week? You know, like Dalvin Cook's got the Tampa Bay matchup. Kamara's been – kind of needs a Sanders. touchdown based on his – Put him his, in that category.
2: What's that? Sanders, if you still put him in that category. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, still do, a stud. Do not. I mean, I
0: think oh, – I yeah, hope I so,
2: but – but, well, he's
0: an easy, I, like, he's not in this cat. He has not been a fantasy stud, put it that way. That's true. Uh, Dave I know said, that
1: that hurts you to say. Ha, oh, kills me.
0: Dave said Hopkins isn't a number one. Thielen and Jefferson, I don't know if one of them is going to get Carlton Davis. Like, are there any studs that you're getting away from this week?
2: No, it's like we talked about yesterday. It's, you know, you, you kind of stick with the guys who have gotten you to this point unless you have just overwhelmingly great options. And the problem is, is like there's not really a lot of overwhelmingly great options. Like again, you know, McKissick, if you're able to pick him up, is in a good spot for PPR. But for the most part, he was rostered in those leagues already. You know, so um, Mike Davis, you know, if somebody dropped him or has been sitting on your bench, you know, he's got a chance to be good this week.
1: But not or over Cook or Camara, not over a stud. Who? Mike Davis. Starting over this week.
0: All right, Jamie, starting him over Camara. Um, bold. I could see it. I mean, I, I would think Mike Davis is going to get more catches than Kamara. And right. Philadelphia's got a great run defense. All right, then. Let's beat the waiver wire. Looking ahead to next week. Derek Carr gets the Chargers. Not sure if these guys are available. The ownership and rostership and start percentage are kind of out the window right now. Uh, but Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater at Green Bay. I'm just going to say names. Um, Phillip Rivers against Houston. That one could be good. Daniel Jones against Cleveland. They struggle against wide receivers and uh, against the passing game. Maybe Sterling Shepard as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield in that game at the Giants. Not sure if that we like that anymore. Mitchell no, but Trubisky. if you are looking ahead,
2: he gets the Jets in Week 16.
0: Mitchell Trubisky at Minnesota. You got Stafford at Tennessee. I, I mean, just like we talked about on Tuesday, Stafford and Rivers are two-week options for you. This week and next week, they have good matchups.
2: And one thing you might want to consider with the Raiders, is if you have Devontae Booker, you might want to hold him just in case Jacobs gets re-injured. They play Thursday against the Chargers. So short week, if Booker does keep the job for whatever reason because Jacobs gets hurt mm-hmm. again, you'd like that opportunity.
0: And maybe if you can stash Jalen Hurts, it's not the worst idea because if he does well against the Saints or if he rushes for like 50 yards, uh, then you might you might consider him at Arizona next week. DSTs, the Chargers, are at Las Vegas. The Bills are at Denver. I could see them. there. They were 77% rostered going into the week. I could see them getting dropped because they have Pittsburgh, but the Bills at Denver. The Browns and the Giants facing each other. I think the Browns are the better option there probably. Well, I mean, I think so. The Giants, maybe they have a great defense, but Browns have a better matchup there. Minnesota against Chicago could be interesting. And then Arizona. Uh, so, like, Eric, you could you could in theory use Arizona twice. You could use them this week against the Giants and next week at Philadelphia. Against Philadelphia. They're not very good though as a DST. So there's that. You say the Dolphins? I did not say the Dolphins. Who do they have? Because next I'm going to guess they were probably dropped.
1: Yeah, I dropped Racing them. The they could be right because they're playing the Chiefs, so you can go back to them after this. Who do they week. have next week? The Patriots.
2: Patriots. Oh, okay, great. And, and then San Francisco. San Fran. Bill Belichick's track record against rookie quarterbacks is pretty tried and true, as Justin Herbert found out. So facing Tua could be interesting as well if the Patriots DST in you know, like Yahoo. I know you can pick those right. guys up after they play.
0: Right. The last three games we're going to talk about are Seattle and the Jets, Cardinals-Giants, Packers-Lions. Let's talk about who we're confident in. The confidence-o-meter. Start-o-meter's gone. Confidence-o-meter <laughs> is in. It's 2020, baby. All right, Dave, who are you starting with confidence in the Seattle-Jets game?
1: Russell Wilson, his receivers... Chris Carson. End of list. Oh, wait, not the end of list. Sorry. Seattle DST. Now that's the end of the list.
0: Uh, why is Tyler Lockett on your list? It's uh
1: It's the Jets. It's and I I I was told that this is going to be a big week for Chris Carson from someone who is close with the team, but I I would be surprised if they didn't let Russell Wilson try and get back on track against this secondary. So I don't mind taking a chance on Lockett having a game where He uncorked some of that upside that we love.
0: Okay. And what about Frank Gore, Jamie? Can we go to him? Because uh, the Seahawks, they have a good run run defense. They do give up a lot of touchdowns, though. And a lot of the running backs who get in the 15-carry range, they score against Seattle. Of course, they're all not on the worst offense in the world. But Frank Gore, I I was honestly was kind of excited about him last week. and then I was, too. It was justified, I think, when you saw what Ty Johnson did. Jamie, how do you
2: feel about Gore this week? I think he's a flex. You know, it's a, it's a question of, you know, what we saw from the jets prior to the stretch of games for Gore was the, the talk was feature LaMichael Pirine and they did that and Pirine got hurt. And then they went right back to Gore. And so now do they have another younger running back that they may want to see if he could be depth for them next season? So I don't think it's a, it's a guarantee that they go right back to Frank Gore, but that's been the, you know, track record of Adam Gase wherever he's been and whenever Adam Gore has been with him, uh, Adam Gore. Frank you Gore, might as well call him, well call Adam, him Adam Gore. Adam Gore. Um, <laughs> Frank. So is. It, it, it's, it's something that I think if you're stuck, you know, I, I know I got a, a few tweets last week of, I started Frank Gore and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and it was great. Yay. um, You know, if you want to go back to Gore, because that's the best option on your team in a, in a deep 12 team or 14 team scenario, probably makes some sense, but You know, I don't think you could start him with any semblance of confidence at this point, knowing that they may give Ty Johnson some work, which I think they should. Singletary or Gore?
1: Gore. I'll take Devin Singletary.
0: All right, Jamie, Arizona at the Giants. Who are you confidently starting in this game?
2: Uh, Still DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, for the, the Cardinals and Kenyon Drake. Gallman? Oh, for the Giants, yeah, Gallman. Okay, is that it? No other, I mean, Evan Ingram? And Evan Ingram. Okay. Evan Ingram or Robert Tunyon? Uh, Ingram PPR, especially if Daniel Jones plays. Tunyon non PPR.
0: Which running back do you guys prefer, Drake or Gallman?
2: Gallman? Gallman.
0: All right. Drake is on the injury report, so keep it in mind. And then Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay is so easy. Rogers, Adams, Jones. Yes. Uh, you know, Tunyon. I. I can make a case for Jamal Williams because the Lions are that bad against running backs. They've actually, in a third of their games, they've allowed a second running back to have a good game. And in three of their 12 games, they've allowed a second running back to score 17 or more points. So, th- But, you know, that's like 14 teams. That's like deep league stuff. Um, but what about Marvin Jones? What about the Detroit running backs? Dave, are there any Lions that you're confidently starting?
1: I figure that... Matthew Stafford this is just a hunch is going to have to throw to play from behind against the Packers and so that would open the door for a nice target day for Marvin Jones. Uh he's he's like a low end number 2 receiver high end flex. And Hawkinson's a must start at tight end. And I think Stafford is on the fringe of a top 12 quarterback as well.
0: You know this is not I know that we're going to this is the last game we're going to get to but it's not an easy one I think because of the running back situation. Okay, I said it over and over again that going into last week the Packers had allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to a running back in every game, and then of course Miles Sanders had a horrible game. But Peterson's got the touchdowns lately, and and if Swift plays, we love Swift. So are are you going to start a running back in this uh, a Lions running back, Jamie?
2: I would start Swift if he plays. You know, I think he's a number two running back. You know, the hope would be is that they go back to him. He should be the preferred option in the passing game. I know on Johnson cleared the injury report; he practiced in full yesterday, so. You know, you just have to wonder what the workload will be for all three of these guys. But, I mean, Peterson's still going to probably give you the neighborhood of 10 to 15 carries if Swift is there. I would imagine carry on doesn't play very much if Swift is there. But he'll still get some work. And then Swift hopefully goes back to what he was. But, you know, the fact that you heard what Peterson said last week that he didn't look like himself, he's still been limited in practice, you know, for a guy that's not dealing with any, you know, uh, leg injury, anything like that, um, something is clearly not right with him. And so you got to wonder just how how healthy he is. But the matchup is good. Um, the one thing about Jones, he did struggle with Jair Alexander in the first matchup he scored. I think he was matched up on a linebacker. Um, when, when he found the end zone in the first meeting, but it's, it's, it'll be a good game for him, but I don't know if it'll be a great game for him. So I think Dave said it best. He's, he's a low in number two high in flex. I think Heath has just got him ranked too high. In my opinion,
0: Frank Gore or Deandre Swift.
1: Oh, Swift. yes,
0: JK Dobbins or Swift.
1: Unless we hear that Swift is going to get his workload back, it's it's Dobbins.
0: All right, let's go to the games. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Stat of the game, five straight quarterbacks have scored 20 or more fantasy points against the Bucks. Not Isn't a huge number. I think it's six. Is it six? It's six. Okay, and then I had all five had thrown multiple touchdown passes, but maybe that's six in a row have done it. Um... So let's see. I've got uh, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Breeze, Bridgewater, Golf, and Mahomes. There it is. It's six. Ta da. Um, yeah. So uh, this is okay. You guys are very different on Kirk Cousins. Jamie's got him 18th. Heath has him 20th. And Dave, you have him 11th. So, Dave, you're pro Kirk Cousins. Go for He's it. He's earned it.
1: He's earned it. He's played great. 21 plus in in each of his past five games, six of his last seven games. He has to throw more because the defense that he's playing with isn't as good. And you know what? He's got great receivers with Jefferson and Thielen. We were nervous about him not being able to connect with receivers with Stephon Diggs gone. That's out the window. Jefferson's been playing great and it's going to be problematic. The question is, and Jamie brought it up, he's on the road and he's going to face a lot of blitzes. Can he beat it? I think if he if he can, which we can't really guarantee with Kirk Cousins, he'll have a great day. If he can't and the Bucs just put a huge number on, on Minnesota's defense, then maybe garbage time will save him. I like him as a low-end starter. I think he's earned it because he's been playing very well over the past few weeks. You can talk about his schedule and how easy it's been for him. He went into Chicago against a tough Bears defense at the time, and he had 20 fantasy points there. I think he can do a little bit better than that based on how he's been playing and how his receivers have been playing.
0: And Jamie, I know you're afraid of the home road splits because he's been brilliant at home and bad on the road. Uh, That is an understatement. But at the same time, you know, you've got Adam Thielen and Jefferson ranked as must starts. So, you know, break that down.
2: I I think Cousins will be, uh, his ceiling on the road was 20 points at Chicago. I think that's his ceiling in this game. So, you know, we've seen what uh, a, a lot of quarterbacks can get you twenty fantasy points, and we see good weeks for quarterbacks. So, I think it's going to be a turnover game for Kirk Cousins. You got a healthy defense for the Bucks, as healthy as they'll be. They're rested. They're coming off their bye week. Um, I mean, twelve point eight
1: fantasy points is what he's averaged on the road this season. Does it's it, miserable. But what, does it matter? It's uh, weighted yes. down by what he did against Indianapolis in Week Two because he had minus two in that game. Yes. He, yeah, he was terrible in that. He, game. Had, he has one game what over uh, one game at twenty. He has one game at 20 on the road. He didn't play Everything well at, else under he 20. because he didn't have to. He didn't play. He did play well at Seattle. He just had an interception in the game. So he was close to 20 points in that game. At Green Bay, he, that was the weirdest game ever of the year because yes, they, that was they the won wind. that game with him attempting 14 passes. It was a weather game. And then at Chicago, twenty-five of thirty-six, two hundred ninety-two yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Wouldn't surprise me in the least if that was his stat line. Right.
2: That's what I'm expecting from.
1: Well, that's why I don't have him as like a top eight quarterback this week is because I don't, I don't think I don't, he's don't necessarily got that kind spot. of upside.
2: This this is this is they know their playoff spot is on the line. This is when he typically folds. When things get tough for him, it's gonna be tough for him. He's playing on the road. It's a bad track record. Too sitting this week.
0: Okay. Uh any any hesitation at all with Dalvin Cook? Zero.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> Although I mean, it's a tough matchup for him too. It's tougher for him than it is for Kirk Cousins.
0: Well, yeah, and the funny thing is, there have only been two running backs. Or no, since week two, no running back has more than twelve carries against the Bucks. Dalvin Cook is averaging yeah, twenty-six point five carries. <laughs> and there's, and there's no I think he'll games. get thirteen
2: carries or more. Yeah. There's no Madison to take him off the field either.
0: And also, you know, I don't know that he's going to run that well because he hasn't been lately. He might like this is two years in a row where he's kind of fading. Uh, down the stretch, think, but he's been so yeah. involved in the passing game. so it's
1: And that's good for Cousins, too. Look, I, I think Dalvin Cook is an obvious start. We shouldn't even waste another second talking about it, yeah, but in agreed. DFS, I think he's not worth the price you pay. Oh, him, so. yeah.
0: Most expensive running back on FanDuel, so no thank you. Um, Minnesota wide receivers, any hesitation at all here, guys? Yeah, it's I'm like the Rams, guys. Though. you got to trust them. Yeah, I know, but then you look back and the Rams guys weren't good and we had a bad feeling about them, kind of, you know, or not a great feeling about them. So, is there is there a lesson to be like, do you think they're going to have if good Cousins games? Gets,
2: if Cousins gets the bear stats, the two touchdowns you have to assume are going to go to one of those two guys, if not both of them. Yeah, okay. And in
1: that game, it was dealing had Dillon. two touchdowns. Dillon had a monster game then.
0: All right, so start those guys. And um, if Herb Smith is the only tight end, would you have any interest in him? Bucks are, you know, like an average matchup. They're nineteenth against tight ends.
1: No, I'd consider him in daily as a cheap boom bust type of a play. Sure.
0: Starters at Tom Brady.
1: You're starting Tom Brady. Okay, and you're you're starting you you really, unless there are injury concerns with all the receivers or any of the receivers in Tampa Bay, you're starting everybody on the Bucks. Pretty high confidence. The only exception would be maybe Antonio Brown. If everybody's healthy, he'd probably be only like a number three receiver in PPR. But Rojo is a must start as a number two running back. The receivers, Gronk, all of them, full system.
0: All right. So Tom Brady or Josh Allen?
1: Allen. I, I like Allen better.
0: Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson?
1: But I wouldn't like Allen better if the Steelers Great, uh, were Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think I have Dave. Brady over yeah. Jackson.
0: Oh, but you're saying the Steelers, like if they get Hayden, if they get their two, top it's not going to happen.
1: They, they've got too many guys that are hurt already. And I just think the bills take advantage of it.
0: Okay. So uh, I'm sorry. Roethlisberger or Jackson What was the answer.
1: Jackson. So I'll, I'll take Roethlisberger,
0: Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger. Oh, I Brady
2: Brady or I have Brady over Jackson uh, Jackson over. I think the the Bucks are going to run on the Vikings too. So.
0: All right. So the, Dave said everybody's a must start. You were not including Leonard Fournette. So let's talk about Ronald Jones, though. How, <laughs> yeah. how much do you like Ronald Jones, Dave?
1: I like him a lot. I think he's still uh, he hasn't he's not going to lose the lead job coming into the game. So I'm I'm going to take a chance that he gets 15 touches against this bad Minnesota defense.
0: Would you guys start Ronald Jones or J.D. McKissick in PPR? Jones. Uh,
2: in PPR, McKissick and non PPR Jones.
0: Are you starting Ronald Jones or Wayne Gallman or Kenyon Drake?
2: Jones, Gallman, Jones, Drake.
0: Ronald Jones or Marvin Jones? PPR.
1: Ronald. Jones. I believe I have Ronald ranked higher.
0: If Mike Evans plays, is Chris Godwin a must-start uh, wide receiver?
1: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So then, what do we think about Antonio Brown?
1: Number the number three receiver in full PPR at best. Yep. Assuming everybody's healthy. The story changes if for whatever reason Mike Evans doesn't make it.
0: So would you start Kiki QT over Antonio Brown? I would. T.Y. Hilton over Antonio Brown? Yes. yes. Michael Pittman?
1: No. I think I would go with Pittman over A B, but it's it's close.
0: How about how about um Devin Singletary or Antonio Brown?
1: Brown and PPR. I would go Brown and PPR as well.
0: Do you like or do you love Rob Gronkowski this week?
1: Love. Yep.
0: All righty. And would you start Gronk or Tunyon?
1: Gronk. Robert.
0: All right. They're both starts, though. They're both.
1: <laughs> See what I did there? Because I said. Oh, Rob- wait, that,
0: that, I, who's Robert Gronkowski? You might as well call him Bob. Bobby Gronk. That,
1: that's that's who I like better, though, is Gronk over Tunyon.
0: How do we feel about the Bucks DST this week? From what I can see, maybe this is... Let me get the updated, uh, updated rankings here. Bucks are, for Jamie, ninth, For Dave, they're 12th. And for Heath, 6th. So a start, but not a great start. Is that fair?
1: Yes. Yeah. Borderline start.
0: oakley Tampa Bay... I'm sorry, uh, Denver at Carolina. I, I think this game is very interesting. Like you don't have a ton of high end players you're really
1: here. The only person on the planet, that I think.
0: It. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love it. I mean, that's why like, we just got is done great. with
1: Vikings Bucks and you're going to say that this game is the interesting one? I mean, Panthers Vikings Bucks, Vikings
0: Bucks has easier fantasy calls than this game. Okay. That's what I mean. All right, so I want to talk about the wide receivers. Let's talk about Tim Patrick. If you take out his 61 yard stupid catch at the end of the stupid Dolphins game, That's 61 or fewer yards in five straight games, not even including the Kendall Hinton game. Like, I'm not even including that. Um, So that's not good. Carolina's been, for the most part, good against wide receivers, struggling a little lately. So that's their Tim Patrick stat. Stat of the game number two is the Broncos, uh, they give up the six fewest points to wide receivers. And in their last five games, Julio Jones, the Raiders guys, Devontae Parker, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, none of them had more than 61 yards. Weird. There's some circumstances there for sure. Like Hill had two touchdowns called back and they barely threw to Michael Thomas and Parker and Julio Jones scored. But I guess my question is, do you like or love any of the wide receivers in this game? Jamie,
2: if there's no DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I love Robbie Anderson. I mean, it's hard not to, he's been, uh, only three games under 11 PPR points. He's obviously better in that format than he is in non PPR because he only has two touchdowns on the season. So, um, if if those other two guys are are gone, especially now with AJ Bouye gone, you know there there's an opportunity here for Anderson to see a, a healthy amount of targets and hopefully deliver a big performance. So, I mean, is he a uh, top ten guy? No, but he's he's a very solid number two wide receiver for this week.
1: The I've got him as the number those three. Guys
2: there. What, what, I'm sorry. Here? He probably is a very good number two wide receiver if those guys are there, just because he sees so many targets typically.
1: Right, but there's just been so many games where he sees a lot of targets and he doesn't do a whole lot with them, especially in non-PPR. And it's not just Boye that's out for Denver. It's Bryce Callahan, too. That would make me interested. But I I, I wonder what the effectiveness of this offense is going to be if there's no more Samuel, or Christian McCaffrey. Like, if all three of those guys are out, what does this offense look like? And does it make it easier for Denver to try and contain Robbie Anderson even if he's going to get pelted with targets, so I've got him as a flex. I think that's probably the safer way to go about it. But he's a flex with upside. Can't deny that because he's got a pretty decent opportunity against a defense that has allowed some fantasy numbers, just generally speaking. Yeah, and, the but they the season.
0: then but not having Boye and Callahan. I mean, it, you, you I kinda, think that
1: matters. It does. And there was a sure. game. There was a game Denver had a few weeks ago where they didn't have either of those cornerbacks either, and they got shelled. Right, I can't and, remember which. And they one it should have is.
0: given up a ton of points to Tyreek Hill, so you can kind of forget about that. The Michael Thomas game wasn't fair. I think Taysom Hill threw sixteen passes. Uh, how about Tim Patrick, guys? So the yards have not been there. He did catch two touchdowns last week, but it's uh, like I said, it's actually six games in a row. Five if you don't count the Saints game with sixty-one or fewer yards for Patrick. Is he a start?
2: He's a number three receiver. I mean, it just depends on what you what you need, um, but you know, he he's Denver's best guy and they're probably going to be throwing this game. So, you know, will he see north of six targets, which he typically does when things are going in his favor? Okay. I don't know how much more of that, but, you know, six is usually the number.
1: Mm-hmm. I like the matchup. Adam, you talked about how Carolina's past defense has started to struggle lately in their last four games. Seven touchdowns to receivers. Now, they haven't given up a lot of yardage. It's 10.9 yards per catch to wideouts in that span, but they're, they're, they're clearly having some holes when it comes to giving up touchdowns, and that's what Tim Patrick has been leaning on for the better part of the season, finding mm-hmm. the end zone. He had two inside the 10-yard touchdowns last week.
0: All right, uh, we sit the quarterbacks. At the best, they're kind of low-end starters. And then the running backs, we talked a lot about Mike Davis earlier in the show. If you want to hear that, go to the injuries, news, and notes section. We talked a lot about him, though. But Melvin Gordon, I think your rankings are very interesting. They they have a little bit of confidence in Melvin Gordon you guys have him in the top 20 in both formats two of his last three games have been good but in seven games with Philip Lindsay the last seven games of Philip Lindsay he's averaging 12 carries per game 1.4 catches per game and he's only had like three good maybe four good fantasy
2: games so um Jamie are you starting Melvin Gordon I'm starting in the two well no one I buy uh the one of the two leagues where I have him uh it's the fishbowl so I think you got to buy into what he's done the last couple of weeks. The carries have been there for him. The production was there for him last week against the Chiefs for sure. And so, will he take advantage of a run defense that's been very up and down this season, as we've seen? Uh, I think he's a number two running back. You know, it's just one of those situations where do you want to start a guy like Dobbin's over him, Swift if he comes back, Jacobs if he's healthy? You know, that's kind of the range I think for Melvin Gordon. Um, I don't think he's the best running back in this game. I'd, I'd rather have Mike Davis.
1: I'd rather have Mike Davis too, but I think the Broncos coaching staff is back on Melvin Gordon's side. I think they're confident in him again. And Carolina's allowed a touchdown and or 140 yards to a running back in four of their past five games.
0: Okay, he's got such a low floor, though. Such a low floor. Am
2: I wrong here? The, no, yeah, of course he's not. He's been non-existent in the passing game, so that's you know, frustrating. So we'll
0: see. All So how about some wide receivers? Would you start, um, would you start Robbie Anderson or Melvin Gordon?
2: Robbie and PPR. Anderson, easy and PPR, yeah.
0: Okay, how about, how about Curtis Samuel? I mean, is he a must start if he plays? Because he's been really good lately.
1: I think you've got to lean on him if he plays this week without DJ Moore because right. he can help replace DJ Moore. And he's already been like a red zone threat for Carolina. They've used him a lot down there. That's part of the reason why he's had so many touchdowns. It's probably the reason why. I think that he would come into play. Would I start him over Melvin? I don't know if I'm ready to start him in PPR over Melvin Gordon, but it would be close. Yeah, easy PPR for me over Gordon. Uh, okay. Non PPR, right. no.
2: The back end of the that, running back—that's back, that's contingent on DJ Moore not
0: The back end of the top twenty-four running backs is just uncomfortable. You know, right. Melvin Gordon. Well, he- Akers was there. So. JK, Do- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melvin yeah. Gordon, JK Dobbins. It's just—I
1: would say it's uncomfortable, but not like desolate. All right.
0: Uh, Noah Fant is pretty interesting here because the Panthers suck against tight ends. They have allowed 51 or more yards or a touchdown to a tight end in six straight games. Jared Cook, Hayden Hurst, Travis Kelsey, Gronk, Breit, Hawkinson, Rudolph. All of them had 51 or more yards or a touchdown. Some had both. And Fant is pretty good in terms of getting, you know, like nine-ish PPR points. Does that you know, he's around that. So, um, anyway, Jamie, you still are, you still have him in the Noah. Thank you range. And Dave has uh, him more, more closer to the top 12, but go ahead. Noah. Thank you. Noah thank you. Okay. Still no touchdowns
2: since week two. Uh, who, who would you start? Would you start like Schultz and Logan Thomas over him? I would definitely start Schultz over him. Um, Logan Thomas is very close. So, you know, you want to bank on what Thomas just did. I don't think that's a bad idea at all, but, I mean, Noah Fant is what Noah Fant is. Dave, are you there or did you leave?
0: Huh? Did Dave leave? I think Dave left real quick. He'll be back. New Orleans is at Philadelphia. Although I am getting a ton of questions about the Panthers DST, Jamie. So real quick, tell me, Panthers DST, how do you feel about this? Panthers or Steelers? Uh, The Steelers. Okay. Yeah, I think you all have this Panthers outside the top 12. New Orleans and Philadelphia. Here we go. Taysom Hill. Okay, start or sit Taysom Hill. What do you got?
2: I would start Taysom Hill unless you have better options. But, you know, I think you've seen enough of a track record for him that the two games against the Falcons, he was great. The one game against the Broncos, he didn't have to do very much. The running floor is there. It's basically, you know, 40 yards. And he was doing that before he was the starting quarterback. Can he score a rushing touchdown? That's obviously the average. Yeah. And then last week he showed you that he could throw a touchdown, you know, first time in his career. So uh, it's a it's a good matchup. It's not a great matchup. The Eagles secondary is banged up right now. I think Darius Slay is going to play, but I don't think that matters. So he's a low-end starter. Like I'm starting easily over Kirk Cousins, for example, of the guy we've been debating so much.
0: I, my only concern is that it's a blowout. and. That the, he just doesn't... He has a game similar to the Broncos game. Won't be that kind of blowout. I don't think it's going to be that much of no, a blowout. It won't be like a 30-point game or whatever, but I could see it being like... I know Aaron Rodgers was great against him last week, but I could see it being like that kind of blowout, you know. and up being a 14-point game, I think. Uh, but, okay, Taysom Hill is uh, top 13 for everybody. Would you start
2: Taysom Hill or uh, Roethlisberger? I'd start Taysom. I'd start... Uh, Taysom over Murray.
0: Okay, start Alvin Kamara. You just have to sit Latavius Murray. He was great last week. He just didn't catchable. Well, but he but he was great because he scored. You know. Well, no, well, he He had, had eighty eight yards. They gave him fifteen carries. That was awesome. So keep it going, man. He's just so good. Um, Michael Thomas, start him up. I mean, Heath has Michael Thomas outside the top twenty.
2: I wish Heath were here. Yell at him. Yeah. So Heath, I don't get that. What's up with I, you, man? I, I, I could see it in non-PPR if you want to go that route because the touchdowns haven't been there for him. Like I have a tough decision to make a non-PPR of Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin, and I'm starting Thomas because I know his targets are, are going to be there. Um, but it's close. In PPR, it's easy. I mean, Michael Thomas is a top-ten guy.
0: But you're right about the touchdowns. It's just not what Taysom Hill is doing. So it's a good point in non-PPR. And uh, Jared Cook, do not start him. Jalen Hurts, do not start him. No, but but
2: I would pick up Jared Cook if he's available. Like I picked him up for a league where I have a bye, just in case Breeze comes back. It's not an easy matchup next week against the Chiefs, but it's not something you have to run away from. Okay. What, do you feel the same way about Emmanuel Sanders? No, because Sanders has really been tough to trust since Thomas has been back. You know, that's even with Breeze. Yeah, first two games, sure, of the season.
0: Uh, Philadelphia, okay, are you starting any Eagles? No. Oh, got it. Yeah. Goddard. I don't, did he have, I think he had one catch. He had one catch on two targets with Jalen hurts, very small sample size, but that was after Hertz came in. Uh, I mean, it's easy to sit Hurts, and obviously nobody's starting the wide receivers. So we'll talk a little bit about Sanders, but let's hang on to Goddard here.
2: How much, how confident are you in him? Who would you start over him? I'd start Tunyon over him. I'd start, Evan Ingram over him. If Daniel Jones plays, I'd start Ebron over him. I'd start uh, Kelsey over him. Waller over him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the extent of it. Okay. Well, the thing is, I, uh, I like Hunter Henry better. I'm starting Hunter Henry over him just with the matchup.
0: The last three games, I mean, Goddard. I don't know where he's ranked. You know, Waller had the 200 yard game, but based on the last three games, 66 to 77 yards with two touchdowns over the last three games. I mean, that's that's like probably second third best tight end in fantasy this year, you know, if he did that all year. Uh sure. but obviously, you know, you're just concerned about Jalen Hurts. So okay, he's he's a starter, but he's a little lower than usual. And then Miles Sanders. Are you gonna start Giovanni Bernard, Devontae yeah. Booker, if Jacobs is out over Sanders?
2: Dio for sure, just based on the matchup against Dallas. Uh, Booker I think the workload will be similar and the matchups are both tough. So I'd lean on talent there and the talent is Miles Sanders. You got to hope that, like you said, he's excited about the RPOs. He's excited, hopefully, that we can get different running lanes because of the threat of Hertz as a rusher. So hopefully those things happen. The downside of that, as we know, with running quarterbacks is they don't throw the ball to their running backs unless it's a design play. So, not that Carson Wentz is a statue, but at least you've seen that over his career that he throws to his backs. It's, it's a staple of the Doug Peterson offense, so hopefully that continues, but it just hasn't been there for Miles Sanders. So, you have a guy who's been struggling, an offensive line who's bad, and a defense that's amazing. So, it's just not a very good formula for success for Miles Sanders right now.
0: Yeah, the Saints haven't allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back since week four.
2: Since week four! It's the fewest rushing, fewest total touchdowns to running backs is the Saints. <laughs> and it's 50 games in a row now in the regular season without a 100-yard rusher.
0: You're gonna start Kiki QT or T.Y. Hilton over Miles Sanders? Yeah. Okay. And the Saints DST, number one for Jamie and Dave, number four for Heath. I think we got four games left. Let's go to another I think pretty interesting one. Washington at San Francisco. I'll say if the if Washington wins this game, they will win the division. This is the division for Washington. What if the Giants win this week? The schedule is so much easier down the stretch for Washington than it is for the Giants. So if they win this game, the division is theirs. Um, your stat of the game, The Washington allows the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. However, they have allowed 85 yards or a touchdown to seven wide receivers in, the la- in their last four games.
2: So is this a good or bad matchup for Ayuk and Debo, and does it matter, Jamie? I don't think it matters. Uh, it's not a great matchup, but I also think you got to look at, you know, just how teams have really played against Washington and some of the caliber of opponents that they've played. So... Ayuk could be fantastic if Debo Samuel does miss the game, although he practiced on a limited basis on Thursday, so it sounds like he's trending in the right direction. I would prefer Ayuk over Debo at this point, but both guys are in that number two wide receiver range. I have Samuel ranked as a number three receiver right now. But again, as we've talked about, you got to sort of throw out the 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 rank list of where the number cuts off. He's a he's a borderline starter in every league. These
0: these wide receivers, especially Debo, they're just so different that what teams have done in the past against wide receivers might not hold up against Uh, the 49ers, the way they use Debo Samuel in particular. Hey, Dave, welcome back. Hey, thanks. (laughs) We missed you. Uh, How do you feel about J.D. McKissick? Uh, You know what? Why don't we stick with the 49ers? We'll keep a little continuity. How do you feel about Raheem Mostert?
1: I feel nervous about Raheem Mostert. I don't like that Jeff Wilson had such a big workload last week. And I get it from the 49ers perspective. I think they just want to keep their running backs as healthy as possible at this point. But Mostert, uh, Mostert and Wilson both looked good last week, but I think Mostert is just a little more explosive. And I wish they'd lean on him more. And when you go back and you look at how he's been used this season, it's really not that different than what we saw. He's had below 50% of the snaps pretty much all but one game this year. And he's been very big play dependent, touchdown dependent. I don't know if I want to count on that this week against Washington. I've got him as a low end number two running back.
0: Are you guys starting Ayuk and Debo over Mostert?
1: In PPR, PPR, yeah. Non-PPR, it's close. I'm going to start Iyuk over Mostert in every format on the planet. It's Debo versus Mostert in non-PPR that I might lean toward Mostert.
0: Are you going to start Miles Sanders or Raheem Mostert?
1: Mostert. Yeah. Okay. that's That's how bad it is for Miles Sanders at this point.
0: Yeah. How about Devin Singletary versus those
1: two guys? Mostert, Sanders, Singletary. I got it the same way. In non-PPR, I have it the same way. I back, think I have it the same way in PPR as well.
0: Back to the wide receivers here. Uh, Debo Samuel or Juju Smith-Schuster? Debo. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to make that decision. I'm
0: going to put him in over Debo. I mean, over, over Juju. I'm going to put Debo in.
1: Okay. I'm with you. I mean, Juju has just not been giving you anything in yardage. He's been playing like a running back. They're kind of being being used the same way, right? Short area targets, but... Debo's got more explosiveness to him after the catch. At this point,
0: uh, gosh,
1: crazy seven, to think, but it's true.
0: Se- seven catches for 28 yards. That is the strangest. Look at his last three games, Juju. Right? Yeah, so strange. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jordan Reed is a sit. Washington's been a lot better against tight ends lately. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: He's not a he's not a bad sleeper though. If you're stuck, and what about Mullins? he's not a bad sleeper if you're stuck.
0: He throws for a lot of yards. He's just, he's turnover prone. Doesn't throw a ton of touchdowns.
2: You wonder if there's another early turnover. Does he get benched for better?
1: Uh, I hope not. Okay. Mm. How, how much do you like put that in my head, man? I like Mullins this week. How but much do you like? It's realistic. Yes.
0: Logan Thomas. Let's go back to the
2: Washington, Logan Thomas. He's a low end starter. It's hard to overlook what he's done, you know, with Alex Smith, five of the last seven, 10 or more PPR points. So coming off a great game against the toughest matchup on the table and he was great. It's another tough matchup. 49ers have been very good against tight ends. And so now you have a change in the offense, but that was happening. That happened in that game against the Steelers where they lost Antonio Gibson. So um, I, I think if you picked him up, I'd start him. If you, you know don't have any other you know, significant options. Like the one that I struggle with, and I'm struggling with this in one of my leagues is Dalton Schultz and Logan Thomas. Cause I think Schultz is gonna have a very good game against the Bengals cause they stink, but Thomas has been better. And so it's hard to overlook, you know, just the, the floor is there, the ceiling we saw, you know, he will probably be somewhere in between if things go right. he will probably be at the floor. If things go wrong.
1: I think not having Gibson, there is big for Logan Thomas as, as shown in that sealers game. Like you said, he was a short area weapon for Washington for most of the game. And then toward the end of the game, he started running longer routes and, Alex Smith was finding him. He's not explosive at all. He's he's a big body who plays a lot and could get a lot of targets and has been kind of touched on dependent all year. But now the door's open for him to get seven targets and that's been rare for him. So I, I don't mind him as a fringe starter and I would start him ahead of Dalton Schultz. Noah fan or Logan Thomas. Um, I've got fant. I got a weird feeling about Noah Fant this week in that matchup against Carolina.
0: All right, let's talk about J.D. McKissick here. First of all, Terry McLaurin is a start. Um, He's 19th for Jamie and 13th or 14th for Dave and more like 24th for Heath, but he's a start. Uh, J.D. McKissick. So if you look at the combined catches for for McKissick and Gibson in the last five games, that would be the five games that Alex Smith has played. He started four of them. You can count that high? Me? What do you mean? (laughs) It's a lot of catches. Oh, yeah. 12, 11, 4, 7, and 10. Seven and or more catches. Dallas, right. The four was one of the games four they won. Dallas. It was Dallas or Cincinnati. Yeah, it was Dallas. Seven or more catches in four or five games. Ten or more catches in three or five games. And McKissick had ten catches last week at Pittsburgh against one of the teams that's against a team that I think they had gone in giving up the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. So, yeah. I mean, I sat Cam Akers for... Probably McKissick. I'm, it's going to be McKissick or Ronald Jones. I've made that decision. It's PPR, but I mean, I, is he a must start in PPR?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think he's a good start in PPR. Saying that he's a must start implies that he's like, where do you have him ranked, Jamie? Is he inside your top twenty? Uh, he's fourteen. Oh man, wow! You love J D. McKissick. I'm I can't go that eye on him, but I see what you see, and I'm hoping that he gets a lot of targets. His role should be cemented in now. With Gibson out. Passing downs, hurry up offense, two minute drill. Everything but the goal line and like first down is off the table for McKissick. Everything he else got is two, there.
2: Two two games with Gibson where he got eight carries. So figure that's the floor without McKiss without Gibson there. I would assume he's gonna get probably closer to ten carries. Especially after Peyton Barber starts the game and goes one for one, two for two, <laughs> three for three. And then they realize he's not going to do anything. I mean, 14 carries for 23 yards. I know it's Pittsburgh, but still that's, that's And yeah, the that's Niners are
0: really forever. good against the run too, though. It's, uh, you know, they're one of the better run defenses, but they yeah, are. it'd be nice to get some more
1: carries. Okay. Who's the better DST. I like Washington better. Um, or
2: Sachs. yeah, Washington is probably better. I should probably adjust that. Um, I think I have San Francisco ranked higher, but they're going to, they will hit Alex Smith. You know, he he sees a lot of pressure typically. Um, but Nick Mullins is turnover prone. So that's the should be the edge for the Washington football team.
0: We're going to find out this week if Washington and, and the Giants are actually good. I think they're both going to lose.
2: Yeah, I mean you said that last week for the Giants <laughs> they they won, they won. one of the biggest upsets of the that season. Was, uh, this it, is but this is what Adam does though. No, both that's teams. Putting the teams. It's both, teams. It's on his both
0: team. teams I think both teams are going to lose. I just don't I don't think they're good. I think well, I think their defenses look pretty pretty good though. You got to give them credit. I think the Giants win. All right, well, that's the next game we're previewing. We've got three games left. We'll sum it up. We've already talked about them, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll sum up Arizona to the Giants, Seattle and the Jets, Packers, Lions. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today.
1: Robert Half Research indicates
2: nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.
0: Arizona is at the Giants. Pretty big game here. A lot of big games this week, obviously. Stat of the game, I don't know if I really want to go through all of it, but basically, like, you look at there have been three wide receivers all year with 100 yards against the Giants. McLaurin had, had McLaurin, Lamb, and Cam Sims. DK Metcalf had 80 yards. But how about this? Allen Robinson, Woods, Amari Cooper, Fulgham. They had 33 yards or less and no touchdowns. Deontay wow, Johnson, Lockett. Well, Fulgham was on a roll. Deontay Johnson, Lockett, Fulgham again. 57 to 73 yards, no touchdowns. Evans and Cup had less than 70 yards, but they caught a touchdown. Basically, it's it, James Bradbury's crushing it. So, yeah, I mean, it's your fantasy playoffs. Is there any way you're getting away from Hopkins?
2: No. I mean, you saw last week in a tough matchup with Jalen Ramsey. He still got to a good stat line. So I would imagine that Kyler Murray, like we saw in that you know, end of the first half, beginning of the second half, just pepper the guy. Feature him as much as you can. It's going to help you. It's going to help your team.
1: Kind of sucks for Christian Kirk though. That that's what the offense is devolving into. That Kirk yeah, could separate. To to.
0: I don't like that this is a one o'clock game. By the way, because th- this they've been on the East Coast three times and they've had two pretty lousy performances. They had 262 total yards at Carolina and 298 total yards at New England a few weeks ago. They also crushed the Jets. But yeah, it's the Jets. Um, Kyler Murray, we talked a lot about, we have a segment stud quarterbacks. If you want to hear about him, he's 12th for Jamie 14th for Dave and 10th for Heath. Uh, so you can hear about that. Kenyon Drake. I mean, you guys have Drake and Gallman ranked pretty similarly. So what are you expecting from them? Dave?
1: I think they're, they're touchdown reliant running backs. Drake, maybe a little bit more so than Gallman, but I do like that. Drake is getting involved in the passing game and and that he's, been a central part of this offense for Arizona. So I, I don't mind using him as a number two running back. I think it's it's pretty fair that if he doesn't score, he could leave you a little empty-handed, but I think he's got a decent chance to score. That's the way he does. Mm-hmm.
0: And Chase
2: Edmonds in New York, baby. Chase Edmonds in New
0: York. <laughs> and Jamie, I'm guessing that you have McKissick ahead of both of them in PPR? Yes. Gallman and Drake. Okay, and Dave, yeah. you don't, right?
1: Well- I've got McKissick behind them in PPR. A thing that I think helps Drake as far as touchdowns go is the Giants have given up four to running backs in their last four games combined. 4.2 yards per carry. So they've been a good run defense, but they haven't been like shut down good.
0: They give up the most receiving yards to running backs. So keep that in mind. What they don't do is give up big pass plays, so you're not going to want to start Christian Kirk. I don't think anybody was studying. Yeah, that's anyway.
1: good because the Cardinals aren't completing a lot of big pass plays outside right. of the random 59-yarder to a wide-open tight end. Edmonds
2: sit- in four games in New York, four touchdowns. Two games in New York, four touchdowns.
0: Well, he had three against the Giants Broadway last time.
2: Broadway chase. Right? And one against the Jets this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, sit Daniel Jones, start Wayne Gallman, and Giants wide receivers. Any interest there?
2: Shepard and PPR if Daniel Jones plays. Otherwise, no.
0: Fair enough. And uh, start Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram or Logan Thomas? Ingram. Who were we just talking about? Evan Ingram or I think Jamie answered this earlier, but Dave, Evan Ingram or Dallas
1: Goddard? I'll take Goddard over Ingram.
0: And Jamie, you have Ingram, right?
2: I would take Ingram and in, yes, I would take Ingram. Okay. If Daniel Jones plays.
0: If Daniel Jones plays. Arizona's DST is sixteenth for J G- let me get let me make sure this is updated here.
1: Well which DST
0: do you like better?
1: Giants. Giants. Top five DST.
0: I mean it, it's kinda there's no way you would have thought that a few weeks ago, you know?
1: Nope. Nope. Not at all. Because yeah, the Giants are the great top, to go, to top be exact. five, they're, they're top ten.
0: Okay. Starters at the Cardinals. Now, you guys have them as sits. Yeah. You guys really Dave Dave's really high. Dave's a bigger Giants fan than I am. I am. <laughs> I got
1: my LT jersey. I still have Um, a
0: Seahorn jersey somewhere.
1: Going to listen to Papa and Banks on WFAN for the game.
0: Uh, Jets at Seahawks. And in their last seven games, the Seahawks have allowed more than 38 rushing yards, to only two running backs. However, they have allowed eight rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns to running backs in that span. So not a lot of yards, but they do give up touchdowns. I don't know that we have to talk much about this game. I mean, we already talked about Frank Gore and all that, but I, like, how confident are you in Chris Carson? And I'm wondering, you said, Dave, that you heard he's going to have a big game, and I'm just wondering if they're going to work Carlos Hyde more a week removed from you know being pretty hurt last week.
1: Well, maybe the big game involves using both running backs. I'm not sure where Rashad Penny stands and whether or not he'll be activated for the game. But Carson is the one I think they want to get going. And I'm sure it's on Pete Carroll's checklist of things he wants to improve upon, as he fights for you know the best playoff seed that he can possibly get with this team so I I, I like the matchup I, I know that the Jets have been good against the run they've allowed eight touchdowns to running backs this year um 4.1 yards per carry on the season I could see Seattle kind of breaking them a little bit and uh having their way with the Jets and Carson be on it won't be on the, be be on the ground
2: it, it, I mean they just haven't run the ball very well he'll he'll probably score like like he did last week I mean they went up against catching a 20-yard touchdown he on, uh, through the air Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so I'll take starting Chris Carson. Bad.
0: I mean, you know, it's, yeah, who's benching with this? Point? No, he's too good, and the offense is too good. And uh, Tyler Lockett is Tyler Lockett the second best wide receiver in this game.
1: I'm gonna say yes. yes I think he's sure. got more upside than Jamison Crowder, even he in PPL. play. Who Crowder? Yeah. yeah,
0: so let's talk about Brashad Perryman because Mims is out. And you know, one of the reasons why Crowder's been struggling compared to the beginning of the season was Mims and. Perryman were banged up, um, so maybe this is maybe this is a reason to legitimately feel good about Jamison Crowder. But even last week, I mean, he didn't even have 50 yards. I know he caught two touchdowns, but 47 right. yards. But they One were running coming. the ball so well. That's part of it. That's true. They.
1: I, I, I should that bring shape. that up. The offensive line for the Jets had a really good game last week. They've been but very good for Backed in and Elf line on the left side really got things going for Ty Johnson.
0: Okay, so like, okay, so long-winded way of asking, I guess. How do you feel about Crowder and Perryman?
1: <laughs> hmm. I'm uh, cool. With I wouldn't trust Perryman at this point in the season. Sorry. Crowder's the number three receiver in PPR. All right, that was
2: Jamie's,
0: go ahead, Dave. Didn't
1: I basically agree with Jamie. The, the only caveat I would add is that Perryman is an interesting DFS play this week.
0: I really hope I'm not playing against DK Metcalf in any leagues. Uh, he might have 600 yards today or this week. Russell Wilson's top three. And then, yeah, Tyler Tyler Lockett or Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel?
1: Ayuk, Lockett, Samuel. Yep, definitely a non-PPR. I think I'd take it in PPR, too.
0: Okay, Tyler Lockett or J.D. McKissick, PPR?
1: McKissick. I'll go Lockett.
0: Seattle DST, they're great. them. Packers at Lions, last game here. Detroit has allowed 66 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in five of their last six games. Uh, And the only exception was Jordan Akins, who dropped two touchdowns. So, good matchup for Robert Tunyon. Top four tight end Robert Tunyon. And if you just want to know Marvin Jones's stats in the eight games without Kenny Galladay, including one Galladay left with an injury, he's on pace. In those eight games, he's on pace for 80 catches, 942 yards and 12 touchdowns per 16 games.
1: I believe he's given you at least eight non PPR points in five of those last seven that he's played.
0: But Jamie has made the point, the good point that, you know, the Packers are healthier in the secondary. There've been some previous struggles against Jair Alexander. So Marvin Jones is more of a flex.
2: Again, he's in that low end number two receiver range, you know, just because he's not ranked in the top 24 doesn't mean you should shy away from like, I have a tough decision because I like DJ Chark this week to make between DJ Chark and, and Marvin Jones as a number three receiver. Right now I'm starting Jones. But um the matchup is certainly DJ Chark's favor.
0: I don't think we talked enough about Matthew Stafford, so let's basically finish with him. We did talk about the running backs earlier. If DeAndre Swift plays, he's kind of a low-end starter. Real quick, if DeAndre Swift doesn't play, Adrian Peterson would be
2: what? Flex. The fact that on Johnson's back, you know, you got to be a little concerned about that.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't be excited about him in PPR. Like, I think I'd rather have carry-on. But I'd I'd go to him in non PPR. Four rushing
0: touchdowns in his last two games.
1: That's what you're counting on. You're hoping that he plunges into the end zone. That's
0: what happens a lot against Green Bay. They they suck against the run.
1: Well, then, now you know what to do with him. Uh, I don't know. But it's harder to do in PPR. Oh, for sure. Such a non-factor there. You know that. Yeah, of course. Uh,
0: All right, Matthew Stafford. Air yards way up last week. People are excited about it. The nerds Mm -hmm. love it
1: mm-hmm Starter sit I like him I think not only do I think that the the change of throwing deeper helped last week but the offensive line did a really good job protecting him and it, he he went to Chicago that's not an easy thing to do and he had a big game and he's had big games against the Packers he's had at least two touchdowns and 10 of his last 11 mm. against Green Bay and I believe in seven of those games he had at least 20 fantasy points and uh, Green Bay they've been okay against quarterbacks for the better part of the last six weeks, but Stafford's going to have to throw, especially if Swift isn't playing. And I think he could fall into some pretty good production. So top 12 type of quarterback this week, real close with Kirk cousins for me in my rankings. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> as you'll take, as I don't you'll like take Kirk Stafford cousins. over cousins. It, I'm sure you go Stafford over Cousins. Okay. I won't. I'll go the other way. We can, we can bet on it. Stafford or Kyler. Kyler's though. I'll take
0: Stafford. All righty. That's it for today's show. Start T.J. Hawkinson. He's very good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you on, well, we got the mailbag coming up on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday night. And we got Sunday after Sunday morning with Fantasy. But you know we have a ton of shows. So you'll be hearing from us shortly. See you later.
1: The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get right down! A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never
0: should have sent a sent boy could do a woman's
1: job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.